Sex and happiness both enrich our lives, yet it's surprising how few people can honestly say that they enjoy regular and fulfilling sex or describe themselves and their lives as happy. Host Lori Handlers helps you to experience real intimacy and happiness. You'll laugh a little, learn a little, and we hope put a smile on your face and a smile in your life. Now here's Lori. Hi, everybody. This is Laurie Handlers, and you're listening to another episode of Sex and Happiness, a show about your sex and your happiness. I always say that, and I hope that you're getting sexier and happier. If you aren't, I don't know. I must be doing something wrong. I, I hope I'm not doing anything wrong. I hope I'm doing things right for you and for me. I'm getting sexier and happier as I progress in life. So today I have a really thrilling show because I'm going to be interviewing somebody about a new vision for modern masculinity. I And I'm saying this because I think people are kind of in doubt these days about what is masculinity? What does it mean? What is the masculine? What If you're in a male body, what should men even do? I think people are very confused these days. So I'm excited to talk about this topic. So let me introduce my guest. His name is Daniel Fox, and he's the author of a new upcoming book called Sacred Masculine Rising, and it is a new vision for modern masculinity. So Daniel, welcome to Sex and Happiness. Hi, Lori Handlers. How the hell are you? <laughs> I'm great. I love having you as my guest. Oh I, my God. I yeah. think you're so creative. I tell you this and then you I tell you I give you compliments and then you you turn them back on me. But now you're the guest. So I think you're so creative and I'm thrilled that you're writing this book. Before we before I ask you specific things about this upcoming book, how did you get into even thinking about the sacred masculine or sacred sexuality? Because you have this really hot group on Facebook called Sacred Sexuality Rising. What moved you to do all this? Um, ooh, okay, so I, I, just, I just put words to this not too long ago. Something that's been a part of, of my personality my whole life is wanting to push people to their edges, wanting to get them uncomfortable, wanting to like get them in the, in the place of the unknown and stand by them and, and ask them to observe what's happening so that they can confront things that previously limited them. And Sex is one of these, it's one of these contexts, one of these arenas where there is so much for the average person to look at um, about things that confront them, like whether it's group sex or getting whipped or, or um, <laughs> getting tied up like, or getting uh, pissed on. Like there are so many things in sex that, that are like, that squig, squig people out. Like it, it, uh, it's, it's this area that's ripe for observation and um, and in that observation, it, there's an invitation to transform, and there's an invitation to heal. Um, so so that's what got me into into looking at the realm of sexuality. And then I kind of you know not to be like whatever, but I kind of got bored with it. Like I I was like, all right, so these are the angles we've got. Um, you know, generally speaking, we've got BDSM as a subset of. Uh, of sexual expression mm. uh, and, and kink. And, and we've got, um, you know, some role play stuff, furries. Uh, we've got, <laughs> gen, you know, gender uh, expression. Yeah. Gender we, fluidity. Yeah. 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 And, and we've got Tantra in the, in the spiritual side of things, which, which is kind of, you know, what I've gravitated more toward that, that connection or that energetic piece of things. Um, so, you know, you look at that and you find out like, okay, I, here are my edges and this is what I want to explore. Um, and, and really just looking at the lessons that I've gotten from that as well as, as the, a lot of the transformation work that I've done, um, I really want to invite men to their edges so that they can rise with women who have been investing a little more time into this for a, a few more years, to say the least. 
Okay, that's great. I mean, I, I, I'm following you completely, and I see, you know, I see where you're coming from. When you say women have invested more time into it, what do you exactly mean here? Because you think women have invested more time in, like, studying sex, or they've bought more lingerie? Well, neither. <laughs> okay. I think women have bought more lingerie, and I think uh, I think they definitely have bought more lingerie. Um, but what it, what is at the essence of what I'm trying to say is that that's painting with a broad brush. And by the way, um, I, this is my this is my uh, blanket uh, my uh, my blanket notification that though I'm going to speak in heteronormative terms of uh, masculine and feminine being associated with a man and a woman's body that there is gender non-binary and gender fluidity that's completely accepted and, and these concepts translate to. So that will, uh, I would love it if the listener invited that, uh, that generous listening for the rest of the call. That said, um, the feminine has spent more time in issues of being and the masculine has spent more time, uh, considering issues of doing and, and penetrating in this world and creating and building and strategizing this world. It's the domain of, of the masculine uh, to, to build and to work in that density. And so when we talk about uh, being or, or, or developing a way of being or casting a vision for a way of being, that really is the domain of the feminine. And so it's, it's, uh, un, it's, unnatural or un underdeveloped in that in that uh in our culture to to see the masculine really visiting his way of being and considering developing it he's more going to be the 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 person that wants to make money that wants to build a house that wants to uh develop an organization wants to move forward in the world so so women i think by by being in that natural energy that home base of energy in the feminine have spent more time uh developing ways of being and ways of relating uh mm -hmm. over and above men and and frankly um uh, self-help book sales reflect that as well <laughs> well sales of everything actually i mean like magazines self-help books the whole thing i mean women are the consumers pretty much of the creations of the creations so yeah Okay, I get that. So you're writing a book that will help men come to their edge and pause from doing in order to say to give pay some attention to what is it to be. Yeah, and <clears throat> the yeah, I, I you know I like to look at it like. It, each of us are made up of kind of two realms and it's just doing and being. And, you know, there's a third one that people try to bring in that's having. And I, and I actually think that that's, I think it's bullshit. I think it's kind of a, a product of Western thinking whereby we can own something that's neither here nor there. That's totally a rabbit trail, but yeah, I get that. that that's not really though. I mean, that's the whole concept behind uh destroy. Here we go with the destroyer again. You and I talked earlier about the destroyer. There are people trying to destroy patriarchy in this day and age because it is so much about acquiring and having and the notion of, let's say, territorial divides and owning property and countries saying this is mine. You know, some people would like to take that all down because it makes no sense. It's like, how can you own something that's a piece of the earth? Exactly. Exactly. So I yeah, understand it, where you're going. That's not really a rabbit trail, but it just that's not the subject of today's conversation. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, I mean, ha just to just to put a little finer point on it, having having something um, like when you buy a house, you, you have to you know, you have a deed that's filed. It's a fun. You know, you having that house is a function of agreement. We all just kind of agree that you have the house and that like. Right. But but you don't actually have anything. You know, your your consciousness is occupying a body. Um, so, you know, your being is in a thing that's that's doing. That's really it. And the rest is just kind of this illusion. You know? Yeah, I can follow that. I can follow that. I, I Since I became physically immortal, I have, I'm doing different things about that. But um, I, that's also not the subject of today. 
Sure, sure. <laughs> Focus, Daniel. <laughs> no, but it's okay. No, I mean, I like that. It's just that I, I notice when you say those things, I have other things I want to say. And I'm like, I know. I'm the one who wants to focus. So <laughs> we could go in a much different direction. Yeah, we could. So we, but we're going to take a short break here. And when we come back, we're actually going to get into the meat of what you're talking about because it's really important right now in the light of everything is really important and heightened for me in the light of the hashtag me too movement. Okay. You know, like what is going on here and um, you know, women, the very same women who are, you know, saying uh, men suck, you know, men are dogs, men are animals, men are predators, men are this are also saying, where are the men? Where are the real men? <laughs> so it's, you can't kill off a whole gender and then ask where the gender is. Why isn't the gender showing up for me? Yeah. So um, I, you know, I want to talk about that. There's a lot, there's a lot in this, a lot in this. So anyway, if you just tuned in, you're listening to Sex and Happiness. I'm Laurie Handlers. Well, I'm taking, I'm interviewing Daniel Fox, who's writing a new book. He's really close to publishing, and it's called Sacred Masculine Rising. And so stay tuned because we're going to have more to say about this, especially if you're in a male body and you're listening, or if you're female and you're listening and you want to share this with somebody in a male body. Please listen up. We'll be right back. My question for people right now is if you're a woman who could use a little zest and zing in your arousal response, or maybe you know women or a woman who could use this, because many women say that their feelings of desire, arousal, and sexual satisfaction don't happen as naturally or as often as they'd like. So I want to tell you about Zestra, because Zestra was developed to meet this much-needed option for women. Uh, Zestra safe and a patented blend of botanical oils and extracts, and it's created to help women have increased sexual sensations. Zestra comes in convenient single-dose personal packets. Each packet keeps the essential arousal oils and extracts free, fresh, and safe from light. And with application of Zestra, it starts to work within three to five minutes. And at about 10 minutes, there's something called the Zestra Rush and that can last up to about 45 minutes. The great news is that Zestra can be used as frequently as you like during each sexual experience. Now, I'm somebody who believes that all women deserve sexual satisfaction. That's why I do this show, in case you hadn't noticed. So I believe that men and women deserve sexual satisfaction. So if you're a woman who isn't getting that kind of arousal response that you want, please call 877-426-8047. That's 877-426-8047. And please remember to say you heard about Zestra from Laurie Handlers on the Sex and Happiness Show. Many times on Sex and Happiness, you've heard Laurie talk about emotional release and how important it is. Well, now you can do emotional release in the privacy of your own home. In Lori's CD, Shamanic Release and Lottie Han, she creates a safe and sacred space in which you can do the powerful work Lori is known for in her sacred sexuality courses. Lori sets you up with the proper positioning and breathing. Then she guides you through each emotional state to the beat of tribal African rhythms. This CD provides an easy way to do emotional clearing work on a regular basis. Order your copy of Shamanic Release and Lottie Han today and watch your relationships walk free of emotional baggage. To order the Shamanic Release and Lottie Han CD by Lori Handlers, go to www.butterflyworkshops.com right now. Do you want to deepen your intimacy while being on the perfect vacation? I'm talking about an all-inclusive vacation with a nude beach, a prude beach, and award-winning food, entertainment, and service. In really fun classes each day, I'll take you into enhanced communication, intimacy skills, and sensuality. I also offer private sessions by appointment. 
in sex magic, G-spot stimulation, female ejaculation, and men's ejaculation choice. Oh, and I'll have my Sibian there too, so you can experience the Sibian in a private learning session. There's many barriers to be dropped and a new freedom to be learned by accompanying me to this vacation. When? October 13th to the 20th, 2018. Where? Hedonism 2 Resort, Negril Beach, Jamaica. For more information, write to me, laurie at butterflyworkshops.com. Or to book, call Tom's Trips at 800-285-0853. That's 800-285-0853. Book now while rooms last and tell them you are among my group. Be among the wonderful people who will be joining me this year. I can't wait to be with you in Jamaica. sex and happiness. Again, I'm Laurie Handlers, and today I'm interviewing Daniel Fox. And I want to make no mistake that Daniel and I know each other really well. He's not a stranger to me. He's not an author that somebody suggested I interview. I'm, I love him, and I'm supporting his efforts in doing this. I think they're brilliant. I think he's brilliant. And so I'm very excited about this upcoming book. And you'll hear from, about it again when it actually comes out. So Daniel, tell us a little bit about the premise. Like, you know, what are men going to get if they read this book? What are women going to get if they read this book? Like, what do you, what's the edge you're taking us to? <laughs> well, first of all, I want to, I want to say what I heard in your introduction of me is this is, this is a man who by no credentials deserves to be on this show, but I have a crush on him. So here he is. No, I didn't mean that. I get <laughs> so funny no of course i have a crush on you i even wrote recently that i like to wrestle with you <laughs> but that's not it it's i get these you know the i get these um pr people who try to send me you know people to interview at, like five times a day and mostly i don't interview them because they have nothing to do with sex and happiness yeah you know, i don't you know they what is Wall Street going to do tomorrow? Or what is Donald Trump, you know, who was the insider with this? I don't care about all that. That's not my radio show. I'm not interviewing those people. I'm interviewing you because you have something to say about this subject. And I think it's going to make a difference to people. So goddamn right of this. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so like, I'm sorry you went there. No, no, I'm half, I'm half joking, and then oh. the other half is just still half joking. I'm so, so I'm so literal. <laughs> you should know that. By I now. know. <laughs> I need to, but I need to. I need some. I need a springboard to crack my jokes on. So okay, I, good. Well, you'll always find me like that. I'm definitely like that. I was in a comedy troupe once, and I was like a straight person. Oh my god! I was like you, Gracie Allen. They had to look at me all the time and go, "Joke, joke." <laughs> so, you know anyway so um, tell us so what edge are you bringing us to what what edge will men come to by reading this book and maybe what edge will women come to well here, here's the deal like the the basis for the basis for what i'm writing a sacred masculine rising is the creation of abundance this is this is taking everything that we're seeing in in culture now with me too everything we're seeing um with the gender divide and with with the discord and and the abuse and the tox toxicity everything that's happening there is a result of fear and scarcity right. the way that, the way that we are relating is coming from fear and scarcity when you switch that mindset um what happens is that you create a spiraling up. You create a, a, a feedback loop that that become you get more and more abundant in in this case in terms of love and connection and sex and joy and happiness and attraction. You can create those things for yourself, and the basis of it is integrating you as a person as an entity unto yourself you stop looking to be complete by some something out of you which is you know kind of cliche but that but what i go into is how what gets integrated how does it integrated why why does this work and and you know i'm i probably one of the most abundant people in terms of of uh, 
that I know in terms of people who are drawn to me and people who feel safe with me and people who uh, want to connect with me in any number of ways. And it, my life is absolutely amazing um, because of that. And I, and I want to teach people that you can create a cycle of abundance. You can create a, a feedback loop of abundance in your relationships by integrating your masculine and feminine energies, which we all carry in whatever body we're in, your light and your shadow. And then what I like to bring into it is the everything, nothing. And, and by integrating these three concepts, we actually become whole and we draw just a tremendous amount of energy, beauty, relationships, and love into our lives. That's awesome. I, now, I can totally relate to everything you just said, but I'm not assuming. I always assume that my audience you know, is not familiar exactly with the material. Although we have on the show talked before about integrating masculine and feminine, but let's get your version of that. And then let's go to the others because I know people have misconceptions about shadow. Yeah. But they also have a lot of misconceptions about masculine and feminine. So what do you sure. mean? All right. So, so uh, again, like the, the first thing to do is to separate these out. So um, what I like to do is, is say that masculine and feminine are triple synonyms. They're, they're triple sets of synonyms. They actually, in, in kind of common parlance, they mean three different things. Um, a lot of people use masculine and feminine to refer to the bodies or the sex of, uh, the sex characteristics of a certain body, right? Mm -hmm. You have a, you have a dick, you have tits, you have a pussy, whatever. All of those things kind of refer to what you're going to get scooted into by the doctor when you come out and you're, you're assigned a sex. And there are some people who have a, a mixture of those things, and, and that's just kind of what their bodies. We don't have great language for it, but um, you know, intersex is is kind of one of those languages. That's one set of synonyms for masculine and feminine. We actually it means the sex of a body. Um, another set of the synonyms is a gender identity or gender performance, and this is less less binary. Um, and even as we, we get along and we develop kind of the political language around this, we find that it's less binary. But if we wanted to go back, kind of rewind the clock just for the sake of illustration, you've got masculine, uh, you've got a, a male gendered kind of dude, uh, cultural performance, like as culturally derived button down shirt and slacks kind of, uh, piece of it and and the and the the feminine the female gender identity is uh the skirt and the uh the bonnet and you know kind of those pieces to this and uh and then you have gender nonconforming uh, something more in the middle um which is kind of exploded that there's a lot there's a lot of different ways that people want to express their gender or they identify as as kind of a home base for them the third um, synonym for masculine and feminine actually refers to the energies, to the yin and yang energies that we all have, regardless of what our gender identity is and regardless of what body we're in. The yin and yang energies are, uh, you know, a synonym for masculine and feminine. The yin uh, rhymes with in, it was receiving, it's that feminine energy. The yang rhymes with wang. Reminds of, <laughs> it's a penetrative. <laughs> it's penetrative. It moves. It creates action, um, and so those two energies are in balance in any body that we have, um, and it's observing them, welcoming them, bringing them in, asking them what they want, acting from them, um, and and really just again welcoming them into your your body and your awareness. That is. Uh, that really creates a basis for this abundance, for this self-love and for this integration um, that goes on to, to be a basis for what I'm talking about in terms of creating a spiral of abundance of love. So you're, so you're leaning towards the yin and yang definitions that don't set somebody in a box of how they have to behave or how they have to dress or et cetera. Yeah, you can be in a, a in a body with a penis and identify as a woman and be attracted to only gender nonconforming individuals and have both masculine and feminine energies in in your body. 
yeah. all of those, any combination of those things is fine. But the, but the one thing that is important that, that I'm talking about is those yin and yang energies that we all carry both of. We all, in mm-hmm. order to be effective in this world, both have to penetrate and create and, and receive. And yeah, beautiful, in. beautiful. Okay, good. So now let's go to um, how this, you know, meets the light and the shadow, I think is how you described it. Um, yeah. I know a lot of people who are spiritual consider themselves to be in the light. Sometimes they consider it to be God's light or um, surrounding themselves with light, lightness, light beings. And so they're very open. This is my interpretation. They're very open from the heart up, but the bottom part of the body doesn't get a lot of attention. They're not, they haven't dealt with like their sexual traumas or the stuff that you said, you know, earlier in the show, you know, like all the, the trauma and the fear and the whatever. And then when that's healed, the pleasure, you know, that's able to um, happen in the bottom, in the below the waist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so, I, so how do you define like the light and the shadow? And because some people think the shadow is um, evil, but that's, that's not what you mean here. Well, it might be what I mean. It might be what I mean. I think that the shadow is a, you know, for the most part, a cultural gift. And I'm using gift in quotes, in in air quotes. Um, Yeah. This is a, a, this is an inheritance from our, our culture that I, that in our, if we were all raised by, raised by wolves or, or. I was. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) When, when we disconnect from, from the the shoulds and should nots of of culture and civilization, um, we actually find that there's probably a lot less shadow. Um, you know, shadow is is a, a cultural inheritance. It's things that we shouldn't do, things that we should be ashamed of, mm. um, things that we shouldn't look at, things that we don't talk about in polite society. You don't talk about shitting. You don't talk about uh, incest. You don't talk about um, murdering your father. All of these things are in the shadow. Eating a baby. God damn. <laughs> you know, even me saying it is like, I, you know? Yeah. It feels gross. It feels like, whoa, what's he gonna do? Like this guy's a, this guy's a wild card, and um, and it's the integration of of the light, which is which is me saying like, you know, my very high minded noble things. Like I'm I'm writing this book to transform the world. I believe that people can live in more love and abundance and da 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 da. It's all very light. It's all very great. And now I'm gonna talk about shitting on your pets. <laughs> like, <laughs> Let's go there. Like, go, you know, go into, you go into those things that you are afraid to go into and ask them what they have to tell you. These are the places that, that you've shut off um, through trauma or just by association, just by inheritance in this culture, we, we refuse to look at or we are afraid to look at. Um, and it's by looking at those things that we find um, a tremendous amount of information about ourselves and the more vulnerable we can be with uh, about those things the more we can share them um, the more people are again drawn to us the more integrated we become the more um, the more happy we are yeah yeah okay I, I agree um, it's uh, yeah okay so evil could be in there but um, I think that it's it's I think people have it that if they tell these things, somebody won't love them. Like if you really knew me, you wouldn't love me. If you really knew what I want, you know, what sexual act I want, I, you know, I'm not telling my partner because if I tell my partner, my partner will leave me. So it's those kinds of things. It's the stuff that we've suppressed and that's been repressed. And then, you know, they start, these things start to come out and they, we actually get healed by and attracted to and abundant by being what you're saying, vulnerable with these things. 
Well, yeah, the vulnerability and authenticity are, uh, this is actual humanity. And, and what we're talking about, like, I'm afraid to ask for a threesome. I'm afraid to tell, uh, I'm afraid to admit that I want to kill that person in front of me at the post office mm. um, because you're performing human wrong. Yeah. And that's all it is. It's it, the fear that we're not lovable, that we won't be loved is based on the fact that we're not being, we're not showing up in our authenticity at all. Like yeah. you, if, if the basis of you being lovable is performing human right, then you're going to be concerned with performing human right. You won't, you'll be, you'll be seized up and not able to explore your shadow because you're, once you explore your shadow, you're going to, you're going to want to say something and what you're going to say is wrong and then nobody will love you. But right. that whole game of performing a person is not life. It's not, it's not real reality. It's not yeah. authentic and it's not vulnerable. And what actually makes you lovable is throwing that whole game out the window, taking a shit on it, setting it on fire and, and, and showing up in your raw mistake ridden, um, like past and present and, and just saying like, fuck you guys. I'm here to be loved and to love. Right. And I am love actually. And I am another step. I mean, with that it will take some training and transformation for this, but once one is in a certain place with all this, then we realize well, we are love. It's not even, are we lovable and can we love and does someone love us? But I am love. And when I make love now, it's like love making love to itself. You are a field of love. And here's the thing. So many people don't understand what love is because they're busy performing yeah. an act of humanity. When you are busy trying to perform being a person, you are not present to the other person around you. Yeah. And presence, in my definition, presence is about as fucking close to a synonym for love as you can get. Right. Well, it, and it has two meanings. You were giving things that have three meanings. Presence has a meaning also of being present, like as showing up. And the other part of presence is a gift. A present is a gift. So being present is giving the gift of being there. Yes. Yeah. So I so, love it. Yeah. Um, I, I just, I, I love that stuff. And, and that's a very core part. I mean, we talk about love and sacred masculine rising and love is an ability to be present. It's a, yeah. it's an ability to show up without your performance and vulnerability and give the gift that you are, which is, um, which is lovable and which is a field of love. Yeah. So I have a quick little confession and then we're going to take a break <laughs> when i was in india once with my father i brought my father on tour to india with a group and my father in my life was my love and hate object he was both i adored him and i hate him i want to kill him really and um i thought about it and then um we were in kajraho at the kama sutra temples and he needed a beard trim and a shave and i brought him to my um, Kajraho boyfriend's barber. And uh, there's a guy with a straight razor holding it like right by my father's throat. <laughs> and I go, I said to my friend Michelle, this is the moment I've been waiting for. What if this guy slips? <laughs> and, you know, only she and I could laugh about it. Nobody else thought that was really funny, but I did. <laughs> like he just was there with that. Oh, he could have just. Anyway, now that my father is deceased, it's I do really miss him. I said to him when he was kind of close to dying, I said, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm not going to have anybody to yell at <laughs> no oh. anymore. But we could joke that way. You know, we could actually talk about all that shadow stuff. So anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to take a break here. When we come back, we're going to talk about the third thing, which, um, I can't remember what it is now. I'm so lost in it. No, I'm not lost. I'm like so engrossed in the content. <laughs> <laughs> what was the third thing? The third thing is, you know, this is the easiest one to forget because it's so abstract. Everything and nothing. Oh, yes. 
everything nothing yeah okay yeah it's very abstract but it's so spot on so this is sex and happiness i am laurie handlers and i'm with daniel fox and uh, unfortunately we're not together in the same studio daniel's right now in ohio i'm right now in arizona but we're having this lively conversation about sacred masculine rising so we will be right back i hope you're at the edge of your chair we're going to talk about everything nothing and this could this could be maybe the most important part of the of this piece for you so we'll be right back stay tuned Hi, everybody. This is Laurie Handlers, and I want to talk to you today about an Eastern European tour where I'm going to be teaching Tantra all along the way of the tour. Now, many of you know that I did Tantra Tourists, a film where I took people to India, and I taught Tantra on the bus and at the Taj Mahal and all these places. So now I'm bringing people to Eastern Europe. And my tour is 14 nights, 15 days at four-star hotels, and it's land only. And uh, the cities we're going to hit are Prague, Budapest, Rovinj, Zadar, Wien, Zagreb, Split, Dubrovnik. And I'm very excited about it. The only place I've been of all those places is Dubrovnik long ago. So if you've never been to Eastern Europe, and you'd like to see those places, you'd like to start in Prague and end in Dubrovnik and learn Tantra along the way, I welcome you to come and join me. You can be a couple or you can be a single. It really doesn't matter. All meals are included. All hotels are included. And it's going to be exciting for me because I've never been there. And I know that it'll be exciting for you too. You'll be able to learn as you tour. So to find out more, you need to go to this website, sacredsensualgetaways.com. That's sacredsensualgetaways.com. And click on Meet the Instructors, click on Laurie Handlers, and come with me. The tour that I'm talking about starts on June 16th and goes to June 29th. Perfect time for Europe. So join me. I look forward to hearing from you. You can write to me, by the way, for more information at laurie at butterflyworkshops.com. That's L-A-U-R-I-E at butterflyworkshops.com to find out more about the stores. Please join me in Eastern Europe. It's going to be great. Are you wondering what book to read to jumpstart your life? Get the best from relationships? Attain the deepest feelings of intimacy? Do you want the best sex along with great happiness? Get your copy of Sex and Happiness, The Tantric Laws of Intimacy by Lori Handlers right now. You'll learn how to make love in the unknown, take the performance anxiety and reaching a goal out of sex. You'll learn subtle ways of communication and really important practices to empower you when dealing with an intimate partner. You'll let go of blame and struggle doesn't this sound great? Sex and happiness puts the innocence back into sex and gives Tantra the respect it deserves. Take charge of your life, physically, emotionally, and spiritually with Sex and Happiness by Lori Handlers. Only nineteen ninety nine paperback and fourteen ninety nine ebook. Order your copy today by going to ButterflyWorkshops.com. That's ButterflyWorkshops.com for your copy of Sex and Happiness. We're back with Sex and Happiness. And again, I'm Laurie Handlers interviewing Daniel Fox, author of upcoming book, Sacred Masculine Rising. And so, Daniel, we're going to go to the third set of distinctions that you have everything, nothing. And what can you tell us about that? Because, yeah, for a lot of people, it's very esoteric. Unless you've just put your little pinky toe into the void, you don't know what we're talking about here. So what are we talking about? This is, um, and, and I'll admit, this is one of the harder things for me to communicate, especially being raised in the West in a, in kind of a, a Christian, a, we have a definitely a Judeo-Christian idea that God is up there somewhere and that we are down here and there is a reality and it's, 
and it's real and it's reflected <laughs> in, you know, it's absolute thing that's happening. And, um, and so it's a journey to start to, to look at how maybe how we have, how we've been taught what reality is may not actually reflect uh, the nature of, of what's happening around us. Okay. <laughs> and uh, really what, what integrating everything, nothing is, is uh, an invitation for you to understand yourself as everything in the universe, as God, and as nothing at all, um, as a space or a void in which anything is possible. So in everything, we're, we're saying a synonym for God and, and saying that in your consciousness, in the thing that animates you, there is this everything creator of the universe. After all, as you look out upon the world, you are creating everything that you know. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, what is it? When you look at an atom, when we, when we, put, um, when we put a leaf under a microscope, it's 99.999999% nothing. Right. And then, and then you go deeper and then you find out that, um, that the smallest particle that we know has the mass of the entire universe, which is just a mind-blowing, huge mindfuck of, of an idea that every particle contains the entire mass of the universe. And that's, I know, and, and when that was first discovered, they actually like normalized it out of the, out of the math. Like we took a, we took an old, uh, we did, we did science wrong when, <laughs> for a while where, where, um, particle physicists were, were doing calculations about the mass, uh, in these, in these, um, particles and, and pardon me, I've, I've got to refresh the story in my memory. I don't remember exactly what particle it is, but um, this is based on the work of Nassim Haramine, who is doing work in um, uh, sacred geometry. When he looked at these, uh, looked at the math um, that calculated the mass of these tiny particles, what he found that it, it, in each one of them was the entire, you know, estimated mass of the universe. And so, you know, coming from like a, a Western scientific background, the first thing you do is as a, as a scientist is say, that can't be true. Let's normalize it out. We're going to subtract, <laughs> so subtract that mass around it um, for no apparent reason other than it doesn't align with our model of the universe. How, how can the smallest particle contain the mass of the entire universe? Well, I don't know, but I'm willing to sit in that mystery and, um, and ponder how, we can be both everything, which is a God and a force of creation and nothing, which is the space in which that creation takes place. And it's also an analog for uh, the masculine and feminine. It's an analog for the yin and yang energies. Um, and it's another duality that we're exploring uh, in integrating who we actually are. Okay. I, so that's like so I get it in particle theory. I get it in the science part that you're talking about. I kind of look at it differently. I look at it. I'm just going to offer this to you as interpretations. So my interpretation might be that something to me is everything, and then when I when I when I've gotten to a place where I can actually surrender up my identity, like the Laurie Handlers that I know or that I did know doesn't actually exist anymore. I could say, yeah, I'm someone in the world, but I can also go, you know, I don't even care about that anymore. Like I've surrendered that up to such an extent that I can actually be no one. Then whatever I put meaning on, that was like everything to me now is nothing. And I can go back and forth <laughs> between this is really important. This is not important at all. This really made a difference to me. This makes no difference whatsoever. Like yes. I can go back and forth between interpretation of things that I gave weight to and significance to and meaning. And, and I'll just say here, and it maybe this will be like, you know, tangential to your book, which is, there's so much meaning tied up in our sexuality. Mm. It's so heavy and it's so what we desire. And it's so 
most people are so unfulfilled. And if it means so much, it's got to show up as failure. But if it means nothing, then every part of it can be pleasurable. I'm just like, you know, I'm doing some possibility thinking here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think, Laurie, one of the most important parts of the everything-nothing concept is um, is expanding our, our ability to live as the masculine, as the sacred masculine, in service to a vision that is larger than ourselves. And I've been on the, this vision train for a long time. I, I have 80% of a book done uh, about vision um, and being vision-driven. And, and part of what it means to be the penetrative masculine energy in this world is to create, and it is to, be, uh, is to take effective action to create something in, in three dimensions of space and, and one of time that we perceive. Hmm. Uh, and so... The everything, nothing is the basis to invite us to dissolve serving our ego and, uh, and uh, allow our imagination to take responsibility for uh, creating something uh, more, uh, more of a legacy in this world. Yeah. Uh, that, the, that, the, that the sacred masculine isn't concerned just with putting food on the table, that he imagines... Um, he imagines a world where suffering is ended and where people live in abundance. And in order to do that, there's some, there's some work of ego disillusion involved, or there's some work in identifying with the collective. And, uh, and so understanding yourself as everything and nothing that is just, you know, at the very least an exercise in pliability of, of the human ego. You know, I either am the entire universe and one with it or nothing at all in just a space um, where anything can happen. Yeah, that's good. I, I love that. I mean, that's really good. To me, that's kind of a place to, that's like maybe the ultimate in being. And I think any, I think anyone and anybody can come to that, but it, they can't come to that without some work or else they just were you know, they're either crazy or enlightened. <laughs> <laughs> or both. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if I was walking down the street, I met someone who said, well, everything is everything and nothing, you know, and they were like speaking on a soapbox by, you know, a park. I'd think, wow, that person's crazy. But yeah, they might did. actually be enlightened. And you know what the trick is? You just have to look at their footwear. <laughs> that, if they're if they're enlightened they're wearing nice nice footwear and if they're insane you know they could use a new pair of shoes it's <laughs> great Daniel. <laughs> so let me ask you how can people get in touch with you how can people find out more when's the book coming out and uh and also include the year because this show will be evergreen so um you know all that good stuff wrapped up yeah, you can find me at sacredmasculinerising.com, danielchristopherfox.com. Um, there's a Facebook page and group, Sacred Masculine Rising. And uh, the book, I'm very excited to announce, is coming out December 7th, 2018. Sacred Masculine Rising, A New Vision for Modern Masculinity. So great. Thank you for doing what you're doing. Thank you for seeing things in the particular way that you see things and making a huge contribution, not only to my life, but to many lives. Thank you so much, Daniel. Thank you, Lori. And thanks for being my guest on sex and happiness and everybody tune in next time when I will have another amazing guest that will add hopefully to your sex and your happiness. Thank you for listening because without you, what would I be doing here? I would just be talking to myself and my guest. <laughs> so thank you for listening. And until next time, this is Laurie Handler signing off. Thank you for joining us today for Sex and Happiness. To learn more about Laurie and her work, please go to butterflyworkshops.com or follow her on Twitter or Facebook. You can send her an email at sexandhappiness at gmail.com. We'll see you again right here next week for another edition of Sex and Happiness. I want to talk to you about the craziest 
and most inventive sex toy or sex enhancement that I've come upon in a long time. It's called Love Rider, L-U-V-R-Y-D-R. That's L-U-V-R-Y-D-R, Love Rider. So I know the couple that invented it. They never intended to invent it. They stumbled upon it. And isn't that how most things go in life? The subtitle to Love Rider is Grab the Bar and Ride Your Lover Wild. And I want to tell you that I've had multiple experiences with Love Rider. I've taken it all around the world and I've had lovers experience it. I've given it to them overnight and told them to come back and tell me their experience with it. And every one of them comes back with a raving report. It's a harness that the person receiving puts around their shoulders, either forwards or backwards, whatever. It depends on what position you want to use a love rider in. And the person who's giving, the penetrator, takes the handlebar like they're riding a horse and they lean back and they get amazing angles of penetration from using this device. It's hard to describe, but I want to encourage you to go there and look it up. Listen, my lover gave it a five and a half stars out of five. That's all I got to say. So go to loverider.com and look for this beautiful invention. And you can use my name if you call them, or you can use my code Butterfly Workshops, letting them know that you heard about Love Rider through me. That's loverider.com. L-U-V-R-Y-D-R. As a sex and happiness coach, I understand that increased sexual participation intensifies sexual responsiveness and desire, as well as overall health and well-being. My experience with the Sibian has personally increased my sexual response, and I can now train women to use this machine to have peak orgasms as often as possible. I strongly believe this will add to their health and well-being whether they have a partner or not. The beauty and the miracle of the human body is that it adapts and changes much more rapidly than people change their beliefs or their opinions. The Sibian can make any woman's body more resilient with each peak orgasm. Sibian is an amazing experience often described as the Lamborghini of sex toys. If you're a woman and you can get yourself to look at Sibian, you should do so. It won't take away from your partner. It will only add. Trust me on this. I love my Sibian. Go to Sibian.com. That's S-Y-B-I-A-N.com. Or call 1-800-253-6135. That's 800-253-6135. 6135 and say Lori Handler's told you about Sibian. And by the way, if you do have a partner, ask about Venus for men. That's Venus, V E N U S, for men.